chicken and definitely that nice tangy warm bite it's the perfect harmony of spiciness and taste order the spicy deluxe sandwich on the chick-fil-a app today real guests paid for their testimonials ladies and gentlemen can i please have your attention it's time for out of bounds With William Quackenbush. Slow your roll. The, the show goes till three, loser. And Ben Milstead. My gosh, we need an intervention for you. Be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson. Touchdown! Hunter Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out on the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. Out of bounds. Yo, you don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get all stupid up in here. If any of you need anything at all, too bad. Deal with your problems yourselves like adults. It's time. All right, let's do this. Match point, touchdown, etc. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on the Roar on a Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. Thanks so much for joining us here on Out of Bounds. William Quackenbush, Mike Vaughn with you. I am live at Doug Kingsmore Stadium right now, which at the moment there is a there is a bit of a haze in the air. We've had some rain. There is tarp over the infield. Now I'm gonna play uh, I'm gonna play amateur meteorologist and tell you, based on the Ben Milstead app of excellence in meteorology, uh, this would appear to be just a brief passing uh, rain situation. That by two o'clock things are supposed to be clear. And if you've got tickets for Clemson baseball today. You probably are going to be all right. Um, yeah, I'm looking at right now, I'm looking at like a 1 o'clock shower passing through, and it may be like 1.30, 2 o'clock, things clear up. So don't let that deter you from coming to the uh, to the ballpark today. I'm, uh, I'm incredibly excited about Clemson and USC Upstate today. I was here, I don't mind sharing this, I was here at 6.40 this morning to chat with Eric Backage because of, uh, obviously, the show and his schedule this morning. And shared a cup of coffee with him. Uh, got about seven minutes of great content out of that and uh, really appreciated that. Actually, he came on with Mickey, and I'm, I told him, I was like, I'm the, I'm the warm-up guy. Like, I'm getting you warm for Mickey this morning. And so I listened to his interview with Mickey going home, and uh, he seemed like a guy who'd already done one interview today. I'll just, uh, I'll just put it like that. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, to see the Tigers play t- today, and then of course you got men's basketball tonight with uh, with Pittsburgh. Very excited to see that as well. A lot of great things to discuss in the world of sports today. Mike Vaughn, how are you, sir? You doing all right? I'm doing good, Qualk. It's great to be with you on this hazy Tuesday. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, listen, I'm. Uh, I don't mind this kind of weather. It's uh, it's a contacts-free uh, day for me. I'm wearing glasses today, and I don't I don't mind it. Sometimes uh, sometimes you gotta give um, you know you gotta give your eyes a break a little bit. 
and uh, this is uh, this is like the the perfect day for it. And we honestly we do need the we need the rain. Uh, we hadn't gotten a lot of rain recently, so I'm you know I'm I'm okay with it. Everything good in your world? What's got you uh, What's got you motivated? What's got you fired up today, my friend? Uh, got a big men's weekend coming up this weekend. I'm excited about up in the mountains. Uh, a bunch of folks from the upstate going to be up there, and we're going to eat a lot of meat and do men things. So I'm excited about that, and uh, that that's got me going. That's got me pumped this week, and and just excited to be sitting in this chair supporting out of bounds today you know you you saying that 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 leads me to something that i I probably i don't think i've ever really said this on air but i am like i'm as far from a hunter fisherman as you can possibly be um but i do appreciate that i have friends who are very passionate about it and will let me eat their their uh their food uh will let me eat venison and will let me eat fish and will let me eat the things that they catch and or uh and or kill that is my role i feel like that's my role to be supportive of everybody's hobby like that where do you fall in that spectrum mike i feel like that's uh that's not a masculine thing to do like i've never i've fished a little bit and it just it feels i can't justify it i can't justify it with quality time i can't justify it with solitude like i can go sit in the grass and not have disappointment if i don't catch anything where do you fall on that spectrum? No, I, I grew up uh, fishing. We, we had a, um, a series of ponds. We had a small little John boat that was rigged out, and we would, we would hit the ponds and do some bass fishing. So that was a big one for me. Did a little bit of deer and turkey hunting. In fact, turkey season is coming up here in just a month. So that'll be exciting. But I, I don't know that I'll make it out this spring. We'll have to see. You know, when you're in the sports industry, Qualk, uh, you're, you're much more into it than me. But – when you're in that industry, a lot of time, your your hunting time, your hunting schedule gets interrupted by sports. So, uh, I'll have to put that on hold this spring, probably. Okay, very good. Um, I this is a this is a bit of a weird spot to start. I want to get into a little bit of spring practice. We'll say more about spring practice tomorrow. Dabo Sweeney's introductory press conference is three fifteen. So we're certainly going to spend some time and get you ready for that coming up uh, on tomorrow's show. We'll we'll get to some of that today as well. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit of defense today, so we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of intro into that discussion um, at at some point in the program. I've got some neat stuff on the Big Twelve and the ACC. Um, obviously, we're going to get you ready for all the uh, all the games on campus. West Durham's going to join us at two o five. I'm excited about that uh, to talk a little ACC and maybe some Big Twelve, maybe some net, maybe some uh, some Clemson Pitt tonight. I have a random question on the Adams Coverfing text line. And again, this is uh, sometimes the show goes in a different direction. I think this is a, this is a fun question because there's not really a right answer on this. Um, my my I think I know where I stand on this, but I don't know where pe- where the the people stand on this. Um, Oh, uh, by the way, Ben Milstead, who is uh, not on with us today, but is listening, so it's nice to nice to hear that. He texts me and says, we are uh, we are officially airing Dabo's press conference tomorrow. So that is something to look forward to. 3.15 is the scheduled uh, start time of Dabo Sweeney's introductory press conference of spring. Uh, get excited about that. <clears throat> That'll be an opportunity for you right at the uh, right at the beginning of Road Rage. And then he'll go till he goes at 4 o'clock, something like that. And then, of course, Dabo... Uh, waxing poetic about everything going on, um, and then Walt's uh, Walt's breakdown. Uh, get excited for that tomorrow. So that is a programming note 
uh, on Wednesday. Obviously not happening today, but uh, go ahead and make your plans now to to tune in at that time. Um, This is a question from the 704, Mike. And it goes to, again, it's one of those debates that there is no right or wrong answer to. Some people have some standards, but then there are exceptions. Uh, it simply says this on the Adams Irving text line, 654-ROAR. You want to join there, 654-7627. Uh, it says, random question. Do you consider Clemson and Florida State college baseball blue bloods despite no titles? Why or why not? And it says uh, he's having a conversation with, South Carolina fans. Mike, have you ever have you ever entered into this discussion about what is a what is a blue blood program in a certain sport? You ever had this one? Yeah, we've talked about this in different sports. Obviously in basketball over the last few years as we've seen some changes. Um you know, being a Clemson homer, I'm sure I'm accused of that very often. Uh, I would say that Clemson is just because of the the great history even though there's never been a national title. Obviously, South Carolina is in that conversation with the success that they've had in Omaha. Um, Florida State, you know, I'd love to hear some more perspective on that from you. Well, th- this would be this would be my definition of blue blood. Okay, blue blood is historic, so it has almost nothing to do with the moment. Like, that's, that's one of the weird things about it is that people can define blue blood as somebody that's great right now, but that really doesn't matter. That doesn't matter at all when we're talking about blue bloods. Like, do, do people think Oregon is a blue blood in college football, even though they've been really good for 15 years? No. 15 years is a long time to be really good in, in college athletics, but it doesn't matter. Um, people th- why, why do we let – me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Have we ever said, is Oregon back? Have we ever asked that question? We're just talking college football now. Have we ever said, is Oregon back? No. Have we, have we ever said, is Texas back? Yes, we have. Then Texas is a blue blood. Okay. Have we ever said, is Miami back? Uh, yes. Okay. Then Miami is a blue blood. And we're still wondering when they'll be back. Exactly. But you know what? They haven't been back in 20 years. Doesn't matter. Doesn't change the idea. If people are saying things like, insert sport is better when insert team is good, you're a blue blood. Period. It's not about current standing. It's not about any of that. So I don't, I don't think it's about championships necessarily, particularly in a sport like college baseball. And like baseball generally, that's kind of random. Like, and I know it's a little bit different, but like, would we say that the Braves, I, I know a lot of Braves fans in the, like in the nineties and two thousands that a lot of Braves fans were upset that they only got one world series. But does that mean that the nineties were not the decade of the Braves? Oh, it, I know it, it most definitely was. Listen, I know, I know Yankees fans are going to be upset about that because they won a couple titles as well. But the nineties were the decade of the Braves, uh, the early two thousands, the Braves continued to be very, very good. I would suggest to you that that's kind of the spirit of the conversation that we're having with uh, with Blue Bloods. Uh, Clemson baseball is a Blue Blood. You know why? Because they're treated like a Blue Blood. Because when you talk to other coaches from other programs about Clemson, they talk about the historic nature of the program and how great the history is and how passionate the fan base is 
and Omaha and trips to the College World Series and Doug Kingsmore Stadium or Tiger Field if you're going back way back and great crowds and great support and great history. That's a blue blood. Florida State is one of the winning – like, Clemson is one of nine college baseball programs with 3,000 wins. You're telling me that's not a blue blood? Now, again, I do think that, like, it doesn't mean that Yale is a blue blood in football because 100 years ago they did stuff. Like, at some point you have to have some recent history or you have to have some, like, recent affiliation. But if somebody tries to argue that Clemson baseball is not a blue blood, I would say they're not having a good faith discussion about what a blue blood is. If you're trying to argue that Florida State is not a baseball blue blood, then you're not having a good faith argument about what a what a blue blood is. If you are a brand that is synonymous with the sport that you're talking about in a way that transcends the current era, in other words, if we would say college baseball's better when Clemson baseball's good, then the answer is yes, you're a blue blood. College baseball's better when Florida State's good. You're a blue blood. South Carolina, college baseball is better if South Carolina is better. You're a blue blood. And I think it's different for different programs. Like I say, the, the, standard, is, the standard is a little bit different for different programs. It's a little bit different for uh, different sports even. But, I mean, Texter says this from 864. Is Gonzaga blue blood in basketball? No, they're not. Because they, are, they have been relevant in the current era and have played for a national title, and have been to a Final Four. But they're not synonymous with the game. Like, I, I was actually thinking about this. Uh, I don't know why I was thinking about this a couple days ago, but I was thinking about this with a program like Villanova that was very good under Jay Wright. You know why they're a blue blood? Not because they won under Jay Wright, but because they were also synonymous with college basketball in another era with Riley Massimino. And that, that carried over into another era. So, like, Villanova is a blue blood. Connecticut is a blue blood. Um, I would argue, I mean, you could you could say, like, Arizona is a blue blood in college basketball because it's been synonymous with greatness for decades. In a different era, in a past era, it's been synonymous with greatness. And when you think about when is college basketball the best, when is college basketball the most fun, it's when Arizona's really good. I still think UCLA is a blue blood. Not because they're great right now, because they're not, but because they've been great before and they're synonymous with the game. All right, here's does the good, that, Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Those are great points. What would you say about a team like UNLV? Uh, UNLV's not a blue blood. To, their shelf life was too short. They're in an inferior conference right now. They've not been consistently great. They don't have the markers, I don't think. So some might argue that they're one of the top ten programs of all time, but yet not a blue blood. They've had some great teams. I wouldn't say they're a top ten program. Like to me, North. Well, and we can we can make a list on this. Um, but like UCLA, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, uh, Connecticut. I would argue Michigan State because of how long they've been consistent under Izzo, and then they were they were very good before that as well. Michigan State is a blue blood, but like I wouldn't consider Michigan a blue blood, even though Michigan's had some pockets of success. Because they've also had some down periods, and their pockets of success have been fairly short-lived um, and kind of random, like kind of sporadic and spread out. All right. How about a, uh, a Houston team? Um, I guess uh, that's I guess a good l- question. Limited success there. 
Yeah, I mean, you had Fly Slam and Jamma. You had the 80s. Um, I would not consider Houston uh, a blue blood because I think college basketball is fine without – I don't think college basketball misses Houston. I guess. And that's, that's no disrespect, but I don't think college basketball, like, misses Houston. I think college basketball would miss Duke and miss North Carolina if they're not there, would miss those – schools. I don't think college basketball would miss Virginia, for example. Virginia's a very good program that's had success historically in different eras. But I don't think college basketball needs Virginia or would, would miss Virginia if they left. Um, so that that's that's kind of where I would go with it. Would, would the sport miss you? Do people say your sport is better when you're good? Do people look at you as a standard bearer for your league, for example? We talk about if Duke and North Carolina aren't good, then people think the ACC is down. And even when Duke and North Carolina are good, people still say the ACC is down, like this year. Um, but that, I mean, that's that's part of the discussion here. Again, there, there's no, like, right or wrong. I mean, I, I'm, you know, there's no – I don't think there's a standard for this. I actually think blue blood is a fit. So if people say, well, you didn't win a national championship, you're not a blue blood. I don't think blue blood has to do with trophies or titles or wins. I think it has to do with a feeling. And sort of an ethos in the sport. We've got some text on this. We'll get to on the other side. 654 Roars the number. Didn't know we were going to talk about this today, but I kind of think it's an interesting topic. Stay with us. Hour one of the program continues right after this. Call the plumber whose name is his number. One Tom Plumber. One Tom Plumber. I need a good plumber fast. I always call One Tom Plumber. One Tom what? Here. Dial the number one, then Tom Plumber. Or just tell your smartphone to call One Tom Plumber. They promise to be there in an hour. Call the plumber whose name is his number. One Tom Plumber. That home improvement project has been on your honey-do list for months now with no start date in sight. It's time to call Adams & Co. Not only are they roofing specialists, they're also skilled general contractors offering interior and exterior remodeling services. Bathroom, kitchen remodels, gutters, siding, painting, flooring, cabinets, and carpentry. Call Adams & Co. today for all your home improvement needs. 864-260-0080. Adams & Co. 260-0080. First, it was Seneca, then came Clemson. Now, Joe's New York Pizza is in Central at 302 East Main Street, featuring 10-inch personal-sized pizzas and daily lunch specials. A build-your-own salad bar and half-price Wednesdays on any take-and-bake pizza. Great wine selection, and get this, $3 pints all day, every day on their own Joe's House Lager. Served in frozen pint glasses. Dine-in or take-out Tuesday through Sunday, 11 and 9. New York style served with a southern smile. Joe's New York Pizza, 302 East Main in Central. We're talking with Eric Snyder of Snyder Tree Care. Warm weather storms are a real thing here in the upstate. How can we manage our trees to minimize damage to property? It's really important that your trees are pruned properly and you know what you have in your yard. And at Snyder Tree, we have arborists that can identify issues. Statistically, 90% uh, of the trees that fall on houses, we could have avoided that had we looked at it ahead of time and, uh, and offered a solution. Leave it to Snyder Tree Care. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. 
Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. Engineered Sleep has been a Roar partner for over eight years, and your support has meant the world to them. They design and manufacture some of the best mattresses in the world right here in Greenville, South Carolina. If you've not visited their new 95,000-square-foot facility at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive in Greenville, you should. Go check out their mattress showroom and also take a tour of their factory. It is rare that you can buy a mattress directly from a factory that has been making them since 1931 eBay Motors is here for the ride. 120,000 miles of night drives, daily commutes, and who knows how many. Are we there yet? Through countless fixes, elbow grease, and a new radiator, you kept your ride alive. With eBay Motors, you have over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Will Davis with the Davis Law Group. Davis Law Group offers comprehensive family court services across the state. If it's in family court, we handle it. From emergency custody cases to dividing millions of dollars in assets, we're the team you want in your corner. We help hardworking dads secure time with their kids. We help dedicated moms and wives achieve financial stability. We have the honor of helping build non-traditional families through adoption and third-party custody cases. We believe that families come in all shapes and sizes. Contact us today at davis.law. Let us see how we can help. At Lowe's, save big every day when you buy in bulk. Save 10% on your choice of any three or more A.O. Smith water heaters. Plus, save an extra 5% every day on eligible purchases when you use your Lowe's business credit card. Visit us for the materials you need. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken at time of purchase. See sales associate for details. 5% offer subject to credit approval. Exclusions and terms apply. See store at lowes.com slash credit for details. U.S. only. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Roar, knocking down topics like bowling pins. Straight down the middle. No hook, no spin, no fuss. Anything more and this becomes figure skating. We are The Roar. Our one continues out of bounds. You know, this is it's a fascinating, uh, it's a fascinating topic. Um... Texter says, oh, this text from the 84 says, Quag changing the goalposts every answer. I mean, yeah, kind of. That's, that's kind of my point. Like, this is an uncomfortable conversation for me to have. And if, if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, it, it is not going to take me explaining why this is an uncomfortable conversation for me to have. I thoroughly enjoy some sort of empirical standard by which we can govern success and define success. Like, I, I can remember, um, like, a dozen years ago, having a conversation with one of my roommates. This is when I was in grad school. And we were actually we were talking about Clemson baseball. And what is a successful season with Clemson baseball? And we kind of came to the idea that it was basically you have to judge programs in, like, five-year increments and how frequently you did certain things. 
Because ultimately, like, it's hard to judge a singular season outside of the context of several seasons. Um, and so you could say, like, like my thing for men's basketball is I think at a minimum Clemson should be in the conversation for the NCAA tournament every year. If you're not in the conversation for the NCAA tournament, that is a failure. But I don't think Clemson – people may disagree with this, and many people do disagree with this – until something changes where the standard is raised, I don't think Clemson men's basketball fans or players or coaches or anybody can just expect to make the NCAA tournament every year. Not logically. I think they should try, but I don't think it's logical to think that, well, Clemson should expect to, to go to the NCAA tournament every year. I'm okay with, at a baseline, expecting to be in the conversation. Now, it doesn't mean that you can never make it, because you should make it like two or three out of every five years. Probably three out of every five years would be a, a nice would be a nice goal. For uh, for Clemson baseball, there are things like host regionals. How often do you have to host regionals for it to be a successful five-year uh, period? It, are there some seasons where you have to host a, a regional more than others? Are there some seasons where you have to get to a super regional more than others or you have to get to Omaha more than others? I, I do think that's that, there's, a, there's a bit of a sliding scale or a bit of a move in the goalposts, if you will, based on what your team is and what your program is and the context that you're – operating and that's sort of the idea here is that you can move the the goalposts because like what's the difference between Houston and uh, Kansas well I mean honestly Kansas is a blue blood because I said so <laughs> I mean and that's like Mike that's a terrible thing to say but like this is this is one of the great um this is one of the great radio topics because you're not you're not actually solving anything you're not proving anything there's an episode of How I Met Your Mother where they talk about the great barroom debate where, like, around 2009 or 10 or 11, somewhere around in there, like, cell phones became a thing, and so you could just look everything up. And so it cost you the opportunity to just have a big discussion and think you got the answer right, but nobody ever nobody ever really knows. Um, and I, I just think it's fun to have those conversations sometimes where you just sort of like, is Clemson baseball a blue blood? And people can say, no, because they didn't win a national championship. And I can say, well, if they're not a blue blood, then, you know, are you are you discounting the fact that they've won more games than all but, like, eight programs in, in history and that they are synonymous with great college baseball and have one of the best venues in the country and the best facilities in the country and they just won an ACC championship and they've hosted a bunch of super regionals and they've been to Omaha – what uh, twelve times, and you know that it, like, are we just going to ignore that? Are we are we going to are we going to say Florida State under Mike Martin didn't become a blue blood in college baseball just because he never won the College World Series when we've seen some of the most random uh, champions of the College World Series that were not nearly as good a team or program as Florida State? I'm just not going to do that, Mike. Your thoughts on this? I, I, just where you stand in this conversation? Well, I I. I apologize, Quack. I drifted back to try to remember on opening day you posted a poll as to where Tiger fans would be uh, putting the Tigers at the end of the season. Would they make it to a regional, a super regional? Would they host? Those kinds of things. I was drifting off to there for a second, but we did get a text right here about Greg Marshall's 22 years. And, you know, I, I, I connect with Greg Marshall because he's from – He's got roots in the Greenwood area. So, um, you know, it, it's a great conversation. And and I think you're right in the fact that you can drift a little bit because there's no hard and fast rule on, 
on what makes up the dynamics of a blue blood. But I, I like all the points that you've made, and it doesn't bother me that you're drifting a little bit. Well, and uh, like a texter says this, uh, disagree about Virginia. They're one of the only programs who still plays the style they play, and they win, and they've won consistently for a long time. I would disagree. You, you, would, you, you would have to define a long time. Like when you – Mike, if you're talking about Virginia and say they've won consistently for a long time, how long would that need to be in your mind? Like Virginia winning for a long time in the, in the context of a blue blood. What would be a good period of years? I mean, I think sustained wins, uh, making it to a, you know, an elite eight, a final four over what, a fifteen to twenty year period. Does that does that qualify you? You know that that's fine. That's fair. What if I told you that the two coaches before Tony Bennett, whose tenures lasted a combined decade, went to the NCAA tournament twice? What if I told you that? Wow. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking at history like. And I know that like finishing in the top 25 is not the be-all, end-all in college basketball. But at one point, Tony Bennett had finished in the final AP poll eight consecutive years. Um, they've only finished in the AP top 25 eight times outside of that in the, in the entire history of Virginia men's basketball. They've been to three Final Fours. They've won one national title. They have a 589 all-time winning percentage. They were de- when I was growing up, Virginia was down, or they were sort of average. They were like middle of the road in the ACC, and I can remember several years where it was okay. Clemson and Virginia in the eight-nine game of the ACC tournament in a nine-team league. It was like Clemson, Virginia, Florida State, like those were the teams that occupied those last three spots and were sort of just just sh- like uh, rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. Who gets to play in the 8-9 game and then get embarrassed by North Carolina in the 1-8 game in Greensboro at noon on uh, on Friday afternoon or whatever it was? Um, that That's what I remember from Virginia growing up. Now, I understand Ralph Sampson and Terry Holland. Like they, they had a great run. They, they were one seed three straight times uh, back in, from 80-81 to 82-83. But that's kind of my point. Like Virginia was down for a decade. When Tony Bennett was hired, did anybody say – well, I can't wait till Virginia's back. Or we weren't asking, like, is Virginia back? But, like, if John Shire has a dip and somebody gets hired, we're going to ask the question, is Duke back? If if Hubert Davis has a dip and somebody else is hired, we're going to ask, is is North Carolina back? When Matt Doherty came in and wrecked it, Roy Williams came in, and his job was to bring North Carolina back. Uh, that was a that was a, a point of conversation. That's That makes you a blue blood to me. It does. Um, Eric Backage, when he was hired with Clemson Baseball, he was hired to bring Clemson Baseball back. And everybody said that. Everybody. National people, local people, rivals, knew that his job was to bring Clemson Baseball back. He was very upfront about that. And the fact that Clemson had been down and missed the NCAA tournament was noteworthy. Uh, at the point it doesn't become noteworthy, then I think you're no longer a uh, you're no longer a blue blood. Or I would say this: at the point that we we stop talking about your history, you're no longer a blue blood. Sometimes history can overwhelm this. Like for instance, with Nebraska, I still think Nebraska is a blue blood in college football, even though they haven't been relevant really in the national sense. I would say very rarely have they been relevant in the last two decades, but they were relevant for so many decades before that. 
they were they were not only relevant, they were at the very tip top of the conversation. Um and they they were synonymous with the very tip top of college football for decades. That gives you a lot of life to remain a blue blood even when your conference affiliation changes and you have dips and you don't even make bowl games all the time right now. But we're still talking about Matt Rule getting hired to bring Nebraska back. So I think that's a big part of this. Let's go to the phone. 654-ROAR is the number. Let's go to – I tell you what, Will Vandevort's on hold right now. And we'll, we normally visit with him on Wednesdays, but I, this is a topic that I think is probably near and dear to his heart, so we'll, uh, we'll bring him on. <laughs> Willie V, what's up, man? Well, you know we're talking history, Qualk, and that's right down my alley. So, yes, sir. Um, I, I have it. I categorize what you're doing, and look, it's my opinion. So I preference that with that. Like you said, everybody has an own opinion, um, and it's it's still one of the good barroom ball bar, uh, bar room topics you can talk about, right? In a bar, because nobody's right or wrong. Um, but for me, I break it into three categories, and and, and it kind of goes to your Nebraska argument. Nebraska is a blue blood in football. With Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, um, you know Alabama. Now, why are they blue bloods? Well, go back to the 1800s, 1900s, 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, 1960s, 1970s. They're all there, right? That makes the blue blood because they are what made college football popular, right? Now, then you have elite. Clemson football, because of its success in the 80s, 70s and 80s because of the success with Frank Howard in the 50s, 40s and 50s, and then because of what Dabo has done, Clemson would be what you would call an elite program. And it's not a blue blood because Clemson didn't change or really get the program, make the program popular. But if Clemson were to go downhill, as it did in the 90s and 2000s, everybody talks about it. Like, where's Clemson? Why isn't Clemson relevant, right? We heard about it for two decades. Same thing with Nebraska now. But Clemson's elite because they're not – they didn't make college football popular. Now, when you talk about Duke basketball and North Carolina basketball, they are blue bloods. Kansas uh, is a blue blood. UCLA is a blue blood. They're the reasons why college basketball is popular. They made it popular. Now, uh, you just mentioned uh, about um, another team you're thinking about, Virginia or Villanova. To me, they're elite. They're not blue bloods. They're elite programs. And then you have good programs. I would put Virginia elite because they have been good for a long standard of time. They were good in the 70s and 80s under Terry Holland. And they did compete Final Fours. And they did go to and win ACC championships. And they did go to the NCAA tournament almost every year. See what I'm saying? And then in college baseball, the reason I agree with you that Clemson is a blue blood in college baseball is because Clemson helped make the sport popular. And so because of the success Bill Wilhelm had, and the long-time success he had, and then Jack Leggett continued it, it carried on for 60-plus years. Clemson went, what was it, you know, uh, only missed one NCAA tournament in 40-plus years? I mean, that's ridiculous. Nobody does that. That is a blue blood. That is the definition of a blue blood. And so Clemson baseball is a blue blood program. It doesn't have to be – so if somebody wants to say, well, they haven't won a national championship, so you're telling me Coastal Carolina is a better program than Clemson? Are you telling me that? Are you telling me Oregon State's a better program than Clemson? Come on. No. Clemson's one of the true blue bloods in college baseball, and that will continue to be the case. And I, I have no problem saying South Carolina is too because South Carolina's had a ton of success, and they helped make college baseball popular. That's a blue blood. You put Texas in there, Southern Cal in there, LSU in there, obviously. 
those are blue. Like Georgia is a good baseball program. Georgia's won some national championships, right, in baseball. But is, do you consider Georgia's program better than Clemson's in baseball? No. I don't. No, it's not right. the same and level. Georgia's an elite football program. I wouldn't put them as a – I wouldn't say Georgia's a blue blood in football, but Georgia's an elite program in football because of their history. But Georgia's not the reason why college football became popular. You know? So that's how I look at it. That's my opinion. I break it into three categories. It's elite. I mean, it's blue blood, elite, and then good. That's how I. That's how I define them. I see. I like that. It's it's a little more structured, but you still you you've got a little bit of a sliding scale for some historical perspective that you kind of that you kind of own there. So would you say? So you would say Clemson baseball is a blue blood? Uh, and we got a text. I don't think Clemson football is necessarily a blue blood. Would you say? Where would you put Clemson? You put Clemson football in the elite category. I think you said. Clemson football is in the elite because they have had okay. a long-time t- history of success. When you go back to the 1940s and 50s, what Frank Howard and Jess Neely did, there was a lot of success in Clemson football for those two decades. And then when you look at uh, what uh, you know Clemson did under Danny Ford and Charlie Pell in the 70s and 80s, a lot of success there. And then Dabo has continued it. And, and how you break them as elite is people do miss Clemson when they're not there. Like you said with Florida State and Clemson in baseball with the ACC. Good point. Two years ago, Clemson and Florida State did not make the ACC baseball tournament. And, boy, if you turned on any baseball game during the ACC baseball tournament, if you turned on any game during the NCAA tournament, at some point you heard how people mentioned that Clemson and Florida State were in the field. It, it happens. Because why? Because college baseball needs them in it. Same thing with football. College football needs Florida State and Clemson in it. Florida State is an elite program in football, too. Florida State's not a blue blood in college football. They're not. They're blue blood in baseball, but they're not a blue blood in football. But Florida State, they had a long-term success, but they didn't have any success before Bobby Bowden. So that's why that, they're not a blue yeah. blood. You know, I, and, and that, to me, that's how you define blue blood is you go back to the beginning of history. People say, well, is Yale a blue blood? No, because Yale hadn't had any success since the 1900s, the early 1900s. Right. So, no, they're not a blue blood. Alabama has. You know, Notre Dame has. Michigan has. Southern Cal has. Texas has. That's why those teams are considered blue bloods in college football because they made the sport popular way back when, and they continue to be in the mix almost every decade since. And Clemson has been in the mix every decade since the 40s with the exception of the 90s and 2000s. That's why Clemson's elite. That's why Florida State's elite. Um, and that's why Georgia's elite. Because would college football miss Georgia? Yeah, sure they would. But would anybody ever say Georgia's an elite program in college football? No. I mean, uh, excuse me, not elite. Georgia is an elite program in college football, but is Georgia a blue blood? No, Georgia's not a blue blood in college football. They didn't, they didn't make college football popular. That's the way You I know what? I think that's fair. we got to run. I appreciate the phone call, Willie V. That's, uh, yeah, that's no a problem, great problem, but I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. We'll talk tomorrow. Uh, when we come back, we'll get Ed. Sorry, Ed. Uh, be patient with us. We'll get you right on the other side. We're talking about blue bloods right now. we got a lot of other stuff to get to today. 654-ROAR on the phones on the Adams Covering Tech Sign. We'll continue on after this. Dr. David Maroos, D.C. in Greenville, South Carolina, is here to guide you on your journey toward a pain-free life from peripheral neuropathy. And here's the exciting news. Take advantage of their limited-time offer. Your initial Sumas laser treatment is just $79. Take the first step towards a brighter future. Call 864-292-6777 now to schedule your consultation with Dr. David Maroos, D.C. And schedule your initial treatment for only $79, absolutely commitment-free. Relieve peripheral neuropathy pain now. It's time to stop the debt collectors. It's time to get a fresh start. It's time to stop the foreclosures. Tax time is coming up. Time to do something for yourself. Time to get your fresh start. 
come see Robert King for help. Call Robert King at 864-222-0200 or visit his website at www.thompsonking.com. Thompson and King is a debt relief agency. Robert King helps people file for bankruptcy relief under the bankruptcy code. At Carter Color Company in Clemson, you can get the Benjamin Moore paint that you need to finish any project that you're working on. If it's interior paint you're looking for, we have a great selection of colors and finishes that will complement any room in your home or business. Our Element Guard exterior paint provides protection against wind-driven rain, excessive humidity, and other harsh weather conditions, and with free finishes to choose from. Your home will stand out among the rest. Come see us at 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson, or the web at cartercolor.com. 59 years is a long time, especially when you're talking about how long a company has been in business. But that's exactly how long Joe Robertson and son have been servicing and installing roofs right here in the upstate. 59 years. That means that many of the roofs you see every day, your neighbors, the roof at your favorite restaurant, even the roofs you're driving past right now, are likely a Joe Robertson and Son roof. Now, you might be wondering why so many people here in the upstate have chosen Joe Robertson and Son for their roofing needs for nearly six decades. And the answer is simple. They were founded on the principles of providing quality workmanship, fair pricing, and complete customer satisfaction. When you work with them, you won't pay a single dime until the job's been completed two years your satisfaction. So if you have any roofing needs, do what so many people in the upstate have done for the past 59 years. Make it a Joe Robertson and Son roof. Call 246-0886. That's 246-0886. Or visit robertsonroofing.net. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com and I want to be your jeweler. Spring is coming and with it, pollen season. Be ready to rid your ride of pollen by purchasing your Tiger Express Wash Anywhere Unlimited Fast Pass. Visit Tiger Express Wash online or any of their three locations for a pre-purchased monthly pass that can be used as often as you like at all Tiger Express wash sites in Clemson, Pendleton, and Easley. You can be ready in advance with a fast pass from Tiger Express Wash. More locations, same quality care. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit cantycanfixit.com. 
This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors, and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Sports talk for people who love sports. Come on, there's no need to complicate things. It can't be forced. It should just come about effortlessly. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Hour one continues out of bounds. Some really good stuff on the Adams Gerving text line. We'll get to that. We'll also go back to the phones here in a second. 654 Roar is the number. You want to join us on the program today, live at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. The tarp has been removed. I repeat, the tarp has been removed, and the field is now set for smash practice. So uh, uh, no harm, no foul. Smash. There you go. There you go. Uh, what's going to happen to the uh, what's going to happen to the baseballs during smash practice? There, uh, there, Mike. Smash. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to get smashed. Um, this hour of the program brought to you by our friends at Samuel Property Group. Our guy, Brady Brandon, he does such a great job of serving the hearts of his clients. We talk about that all the time, but that is a real passion. Dabo Sweeney talks about that, serving hearts, not talents. Uh, that's a great leadership principle. And at the Samuel Property Group, they believe in it wholeheartedly. The, the, the industry is flooded with, like, uh, you know, people who are going to give you cash for, for your home. And really what they're trying to do is they're just trying to put cash in your hand and then flip it for a profit. Same with Property Group wants to help you. And you, you know this because of the way that folks that have worked with them talk about them. That's that's really the difference here. For example, again, we, we, we like to read some of these from time to time. Uh, Justin says, Brady's ability to be present with others, truly listen and be attentive to their needs, distinguish him from others. I've seen how important operating with integrity is to him and how his thoughtfulness, consistency, and follow-through have brought blessing and benefit to others. Choose to work with them, and you will be well served. If you are in a situation where the MLS is not your best avenue, Brady can help you. For more, go to the website, samuelpropertygroup.com. That's samuelpropertygroup.com. Uh, let's go back to the phones. We've got Ed and Honeypath who joins us next. 654-ROAR is the number. What's up, Ed? William Quackenbush, you were mentioning blue. Bloods of basketball. Did you not include the Indiana Hoosiers in this? Uh, it's a sore subject. I would include Indiana in it, but they are they are the Nebraska football of basketball, where they are fading quickly into some other category. They wouldn't even be in. Uh, they would probably be in the good program category based on their last decade. Nah, I gotta disagree, dude. They're still a blue blood. Now, I agree. Listen, I, I agree with you because I because I think the same thing about Nebraska football. I think Nebraska football is still a blue blood, which a couple texters have pointed out. It's a matter of perspective. So I would agree that Indiana is a blue blood. What I'm saying is, uh, they better not struggle for ten more years because if so, they can. I think they can move on out. Well, they're dormant, but I mean, back when Knight was there. They won three titles in a period of 12 years. And here's another thing people don't forget. After North Carolina beat Georgetown for the championship, and we all agree North Carolina's a blue blood, 
They beat North Carolina in the Sweet 16 with Michael Jordan the following year. That's the definition of a blue blood, year in and year out. Now, I grant you, they've been home for a while. I forget what year they lost to Maryland in the championship when uh, was it Kevin Sampson that was a coach? No. It was. It was Mike Davis. It was right after night. I think yeah, it was Mike 02. Davis. I remember uh, my family, we were on a spring break trip to Disney World, and we, we rushed back to the hotel to watch that uh, in Disney World. Of course, you know, 9 o'clock tip. You can spend the whole day at the park. But, uh, yeah, Juan Dixon and Steve Blake and, and those guys beat. Uh, it was like Tom Coverdale and – that was a that was a yeah. really interesting team. I, uh, I don't know if Bracy Wright was on that team or not, but that was around the same time it's, uh, he was at Indiana. But yeah, that was a, that was a Mike Davis right after like first couple years after uh, Coach Knight uh, was was yeah. retired, I guess. Well, UCLA is still a blue blood team. Now they've been gone a while, but to their credit, they've been back and played for titles and lost and six wouldn't retire. Um, and it's it's like you said, it's a debatable subject. I don't consider Texas a blue blood in football. The main reasons their chief rival for years was Oklahoma. And Oklahoma has way more titles than them, to my knowledge. So, I don't know. The whole thing's weird. And I, I agree with Will. I don't consider Clemson a blue blood, but they are elite. And they have been forever. Appreciate it, Ed. Thanks for the phone call. See, that again, that's that's a great thing about it. It's a matter of perspective. A texture, we, we've got a flood of texts on this. Really appreciate the feedback on this topic. Uh, a couple that uh, I want to point out. Texture from the 864 says this. And I think it's a great perspective. What do you get for being a blue blood? Basically, this person's like, why does this conversation matter? I view it the same way I view the rivalry with the Yardbirds. I don't care that we beat them 73 times nearly as much as I care that we beat them the last time. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe maybe it uh, maybe it really doesn't matter uh, whether you whether you have one or not. So there's that. A lot of people um, a lot of people saying you know that you you can't be a blue blood without a championship. That's a fine perspective. I think that's that's a bit narrow. And I actually think I mean I, everybody wants to win a championship. I think it's more important for the history of the game if you're if you're judging the strength of programs to be consistently uh, considered one of the best teams year in and year out. Especially in a – but, like, football's a little bit different. But especially in postseasons that tend to be a little more random, like baseball and basketball and some of the others, um, that those are, like th- – those are those are difficult standards. Because teams that don't meet that standard win championships or play for it. I mean, if you ask Eric Backage, if you ask Eric Backage, how many teams were better than your Michigan team that played for a national championship – he probably, like, if you started listing them on paper, he probably would get to a couple dozen at least that he feels like were better than their Michigan team, and yet they were a, st- a stone's throw away, like like a run or two away from winning a national championship. Winning a championship, to me, is a weird prerequisite because a lot of times the best team doesn't win. In fact, most times the best team, uh, the best team doesn't win. Uh, the other thing that I would say from the 864, this is a good perspective here, Texture says, doesn't it partially depend for the individual when you grew up? To your point, someone a little older than you would think UVA is a blue blood. For me, I'm a little younger than you, and I basically can't imagine Nebraska being good, and I forgot they're a blue blood. How good programs are when you're a kid affect a lot of people's perceptions of the program as a whole. I agree with that. I mean, I think if you grew up at a time, even if a team's not good, 
But if you grew up at a time when people revered certain programs, you're more likely to continue to revere those programs even if they uh, even if they take a dive. Like if you grew up in the 70s, for instance, you wouldn't think that Florida State is a blue blood. But if you grew up in the 2000s or you grew up in the, the 90s, you might think Florida State is a blue blood because of the, the decades of success that they had at the top of, the, of college football. And oh, by the way, uh, they uh, won a national championship in 2013, which was not that long ago, and they were in the first playoff, and they just went undefeated in the regular season and won an ACC title with 13-0. So you might be more inclined, uh, you might be more inclined to, uh, to feel that way. Texer asks, uh, what's Kentucky in basketball? Kentucky's a blue blood in basketball, period. Kentucky's a blue blood. Uh, they've won national titles. They're consistently – they've got support. They, they've got an expectation of achievement. John Calipari's on the hot seat with a lot of fans, and, like, he's making the tournament every year. They're even winning games in the tournament every year. That's not good enough for the folks at Kentucky. They need to, uh, they need to win more. Um, so, I, I, again, all this came from a conversation. We had a texter point out that uh, Clemson and like South Carolina fans are saying Clemson's not a blue blood in college – college baseball i would want to know this is this is a great this is a great question i would want to know how many people who think that national champions are a prerequisite for blue bloods how many of those people who are in our text line are uh, south carolina fans because i would think that clemson baseball being a blue blood despite not having national championships and south carolina having a couple national championships and maybe being considered in the same breath as Clemson, I would I would think maybe that's a that's a slight for some of those for some of those fans. Qualk, a, a texter takes it to the high school level. Um, a blue blood, in my opinion, is like Daniel football in three A. They've had ups and downs, but one stayed in the '90s and again in recent years. You know that's a good point. Again, we're talking about a feeling, and as somebody who went to Daniel, I can tell you that there's a little bit. You know, you know how we could say this. And I might parlay this into a bit of a discussion in our uh, in our next segment. Um, I think a blue blood is a team that you beat and rush the court, even when they're not very good. I see what you're doing there. And you know what I mean? Like, like I know for a lot of – I would say not for every school that we played, but I know for a lot of the schools that we played when we were at Daniel, beating Daniel was a big deal. Um, and not just from a rivalry standpoint. Like, if you, if you go to Seneca, beating Daniel was a big deal – but like when you're in Daniel's region, anybody beating Daniel is a big deal because it's uh, because it is one of those like programs of privilege, I think, to a certain degree. And there there are other ones like I don't think Dutch Fork is a is a blue blood, but I think Gaffney is, for example. But Dutch Fork is a better program than Gaffney is right now, I would say. Some people might be mad about that, but like year over year. Right, I mean, Mike, is that is that a fair characterization, maybe, of of kind of what we're talking about, the dividing line there? Yeah, I think Dutch Fork's success has been in the last, you know, ten to fifteen years, um, is especially under Coach Tom Knotts. But uh, I don't think that you would put them in the ranks of a, a blue blood when we talk about history. Texter points out from the eight six four when UCF swept us in baseball last year and ran down the hill. We weren't even ranked. Fact, big deal for UCF to come in here and beat Clemson. No doubt about it. That, I mean, I think that makes you a blue blood. Hey, uh, speaking of blue bloods, Wendy's a blue blood of fast food. Period. End of discussion. Get that biggie bag for lunch. I'm actually jealous. I have a bunch of veggies here, and I wish I had a. Um, I'm just cards on the table. I wish I had a pretzel baconator. I just do, because uh, it's great. It's the it's the best 
bacon cheeseburger on the market, period, end of discussion. We're not having a barroom debate on it because, uh, because it just is. It's just a, it's just a stated fact. Uh, good day for a Frosty as well. Go buy your local neighborhood Wendy's. Better yet, order on the app and go pick it up or have them delivered. Uh, they're great about that. That's your local neighborhood Wendy's. Hour two, we got a lot more to say right after this. WCCPFM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson. WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens. 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar.